Producing content's become a marketer's primary job, but how do you maximize your reach? How do you make sure that there's some ROI every time you hit publish? Well, in this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I speak with Pamela Wilson, author of Master Content Strategy, and that's what we're going to talk about, how to make content drive the bottom line. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo. Klaviyo is a platform that helps growth-focused e-commerce brands drive more sales with super-targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Pamela Wilson. She is the founder of Big Brand Systems and the author of a book we're going to talk about today, Master Content Strategy, How to Maximize Your Reach and Boost Your Bottom Line Every Time You Hit Publish. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Pamela, thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And that is definitely the goal, right? To maximize your reach and, and get your ideas out into the world. All right. So let me start with a word that's in the uh, title. What does content strategy look like? I'm sure you know a lot of us marketers have been talking about you need a content strategy, but Define that for somebody who maybe isn't a marketer. You know, I, I uh, it might be easiest to say what it's not. It is not throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> it is approaching your content with some kind of overarching goal for the people you want to reach and what you want it to accomplish for your business. Um, and the way I talk about it in the book is that the needs of your website change during the life cycle of your website. So what you need in the early days of your website is very different than what you need if your site has been live for six, eight, ten years. Yeah, and you know, I, I actually think that you can take it a step farther. And I mean, one of the strategies might be what can you actually get done or how can you actually... <laughs> do things in a way that allows you to get more done or to be more efficient in producing your content. Because I think for a lot of my listeners and a lot of small business owners, you know, this whole need to produce content has become the biggest task of all. Right. Yeah. And I recognize that when I talk about the life cycle in the book, I talk about how one of the big goals in the first year of your site is to just become a better content creator, just, you know, to gain confidence. And the way you do that is producing a lot of content. It's like anything else in life. You get better at it the more you practice. So my recommendation for the first year is to write a new piece of content every single week as your minimum goal, um, which Sounds really overwhelming, but if you do it on kind of a schedule and you get yourself into this routine where you're producing and publishing content on the same day every week, it's not that bad. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Plus, as you know, the search engines love that you're just putting out this nice, fresh content every single week. So you're giving your website a chance to get found. Yeah. And I think that um, ultimately, you know, you look up after a year and you've built an asset. And I think that that's the part that is so hard when you, when you don't have a strategy and you're just kind of throwing, like you said, you used pasta, you know, at the wall. I mean, I think if you look at this as this is a long-term game, what will I have at the end of a year 
and you kind of map it out accordingly, I think you end up building something that's going to serve you for a long time. You'll have 50 pieces of content plus a lot more confidence and skills that you can then build on. And that's what I talk about in the book that once you have those basic skills in place, then going forward, you can do slightly more sophisticated things with your content because you have those skills to count on. So one of the things, and you already alluded to this, the the you, I think a whole first section of the book, in fact, is called the life cycle approach to content marketing. So you want to kind of unpack that? Yes. So the life cycle approach basically recognizes that your site needs different things at different points in its life. So in the first year, what I recommend is what we just talked about, which is try to publish a new piece of content every single week. This is going to build your skills. It's going to build this content asset, as you said on your website. Search engines will find you. I mean, there are all these positive things that will come out from that really big push that you do in the first year. And then in the second year, what I call your second through fifth year, this is like your growth time. And this is where you can kind of build on the skills that you've developed that first year. In some cases, if you have managed to publish every week in the first year, you might be able to dial it back to publishing every other week. But what I'm asking you to do in the book is to write deep dive content. So write content that goes into more depth. It's longer. Maybe it starts to incorporate things like multimedia. So maybe you start exploring video or audio or you build some slide shares and you weave those into the post or you incorporate images. It's it's just asking you to kind of take your content quality to a, a slightly higher level. And if that means that you have to publish less often, that's fine in the, the during those growth years. So years two through five. And then what happens, and this point was driven home for me when I took over managing the copy blogger blog back in 2015, what happens is you get to this point somewhere around year six, if you have kept this up consistently, where you need to start changing your strategy yet again, because you just have a ton of content. Um, And some of the pieces of content that you've created over time, you want to resurface those for people who never got a chance to see them. So you're going to be going back and refreshing things, updating them, in some cases, putting a new publishing date on them and and republishing them. So see people see them again. And you may go back for your most popular post and you may add again, multimedia. So something that was Maybe you did it in your first year and it was very popular. Lots of people are still hitting that piece of content. Maybe you add a video to it. Maybe you interview a thought leader in your space and you add that video to it. Or you create a slide share. You just kind of polish it up and give it a new life on your website. So so you mentioned video a couple times and uh, and I do think that there there is a need for short form, long form, video, images. I mean, how do you kind of reconcile giving people advice on, I mean, now I not only have to produce all this content, I have to have it in all these different formats. 
Right, exactly. And that's where we come back to this concept of a life cycle. So I am not asking you to do all of this in year one. I just want you to develop skills so that you feel confident and you can kind of build on those skills very organically over time. Um, Just like any new skill that you're learning, you learn the basics and then you start to learn the more complex skills as you go along. So Um, The one thing that I tell people when they're thinking about multimedia is do not try to master everything at once. Find something that builds on your existing skills. So maybe you feel very comfortable working with images. So maybe you just start by adding more images to your longer posts. You break them up with images that maybe every 400, 500 words, you add an image just to break up the page a little bit. Or maybe you are somebody, one of those rare unicorns who feels incredibly comfortable on video. I've met a couple, but there aren't that many of us. Um, And so you just do a camera, you know, you talking to the camera video where you just chat a little bit about the content of the article, or maybe it's even a podcast episode. That's the other thing I talk about is when you're thinking about multimedia, It's not so much that you're always adding video, for example, it's that you are taking the existing piece of content and changing it into something else. So for example, here we are, we're recording a podcast. We could take this podcast and turn it into an ebook. So it's audio and it becomes something written. So that's the idea is to repurpose it so that you turn it into something that has a slightly different format and it's going to appeal to a different audience that way. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com Beyond BF, Beyond Black Friday. So let's talk about topics. Um, you, you mentioned that you work with a lot of folks starting up an online business. So, so is there a, you know, is there like foundational content that you need to produce first, or could you keep talking about year two and year three? But you know, a lot of times if I'm starting a business, what content is going to serve me now? Right. Well, typically people go into um, creating an online business. And, and they've been asked questions about their area of expertise. So they're building a business around some kind of expertise that they have or passion or interest, and they've heard questions. So you and I have heard this lots of times. It's a really solid piece of advice. Think about the questions that people typically ask you about your area of expertise and start out just answering those. That can provide a really great guide for when you are um, just starting out. So, for example, on Big Brand System in the early days, I was talking a lot about design and branding topics. And I my first 10 posts were called Design 101. And it was all questions that I had been asked by clients over the years and all things that I 
I sort of wish they knew, you know, because it was this foundational knowledge. So I, I always recommend that people go back to what is the foundational knowledge? What are the questions that you get from people who are really beginners with this topic that you want to talk about and that you want to build a site around? Yeah, it's funny. I, um, I work with a lot of content producers and a lot of times people will hire a marketing person, say at a technical company and tell them, go produce content. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know this stuff. Um, it's amazing how much, um, content is in the sent emails of, you know, the, the, the technicians and the engineers. And sometimes that can be a great place to find content. Customer service, right? You tap your customer service people and you find out what people are asking and and sometimes if the person writing is kind of a beginner that actually puts them in a wonderful position to know what the very basic questions are so you have a chapter called the four-day content creation system and that seemed like the closest thing to a magic bullet that everybody is looking (laughs) for so why don't you uh, describe the four-day content creation system You know, I came up with this because when I made this recommendation for people to write a piece of content every week, it sounds so daunting, but this is a way to approach it, that it breaks the process down over several days. And what I have found in in all creative work that I've done creative work my entire career, right? So whether it's design or writing, Any kind of creative work really benefits from being left alone to rest for a little while and having you come back to it with what I call fresh eyes. So you see it with fresh eyes. And that's what this system builds on. It's this idea that you take a break from your piece of content and then you come back to it. So day one, what you're trying to do is create some kind of a backbone for your piece of content. And this could be written content, but it could also be a podcast. So day one, what you wanna focus on is writing your headline and your subheads. Once you get your headline written and it, this, you know, it could change in your final piece, but um, you want to have a working headline that you're pretty happy with and your basic subheads that sort of lay out the premise of what you're going to be talking about. It's basically an outline straight from English class and middle school, but we're not going to call it an outline. We'll call it a backbone because it sounds less daunting. So that's day one. You do that and you walk away. And then on day two, what you want to try to do is write your first draft. Start to finish I always tell people, write forward, don't write backwards. So don't go back and try to edit. You have a whole day for that. But on day two, just get your first draft written. So once you've done that, you come back on day three and you edit. You polish, you get it all ready to um, publish on the next day. And then on day four, you're publishing it and you're promoting it and you're really putting it out there because it's fresh new content. So you want to get out there and kind of advocate for it on the fourth day. So I spent the first maybe 10 years or so um, of my blogging career writing every day. Oh, (laughs) wow. I wrote wrote a post every day, including Sundays. um, And I didn't have the luxury of doing that. But a lot of times I wish I did because um, uh, another thing that your system does is it probably avoids silly mistakes. You know, the thing is, the mistakes kind of, they jump out at you from 
on the page, right? You can see them because you've given yourself a break and you haven't looked at it for, you know, maybe 24 hours. And then when you come back to it, it's like, oh, well, clearly this is a grammatical error or clearly I have not supported my argument here and I need to just add more information. This part isn't clear. I mean, things just really jump out when you give yourself a break. Well, so back in 2005, 6, 7, 8, um, I had the grammar police that would uh, come on and make comments um, uh, back when back when we used to have commenting turned on in all of our blogs. And right. I, I would hear from people very loudly. So, But I had fun with it because I figured that was part of the format. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, that makes people feel useful. So... <laughs> What can you do? So one of the things that, that I like, I like when books do this, and you've done a good job with this, you have all of these checklists in the back of the book that kind of walk people through not only the stages, but then kind of like each, you know, fit promotions to your content strategy, the body of work approach to content creation. So um, I, I, I love those. So <clears throat> Pamela, where can people find out more about big brand systems and about uh, where they can find your book? The best place is to go to bigbrandsystem.com. They can find my website there. There's all sorts of great stuff. I have a page where I, and I'll send you a link, where I have lots of free stuff, and I have it kind of all gathered on one page. It's bigbrandsystem.com forward slash goodies. And we'll have that We'll have that in the show notes too. Yes, absolutely. And they can find the book right on the website. Well, Pamela, thanks for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you someday soon out there on the road. That sounds great. Thanks, John. It was good to chat with you. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.